0: Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. Meanwhile, I thought that tomorrow was supposed to feel like the mid nineties. You know, when everyone's huddled
2: around the TV waiting for an OJ verdict. Yeah. I mean, We're was... we this again.
0: So uh that's,
3: that's... at ten o'clock today. It's not day... funny. Is it? <laughs> waiting around for an OJ verdict. It's not OJ something. It's just an observation. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's not funny. All
0: right. lighten up i It's not funny. <laughs> I just thought it was a way to get into teasing the fact that the O.J.
3: thing is at 10 o'clock this morning. It's not stabbing somebody, and but he's, it's not funny. He's likely to be let out, although he doesn't actually get out of jail today. Oh, right. Uh, may I defend the mockery of John McCain for a moment? Sure. When he was confused at the Comey session. Yes. There is, a, there is an undeniable fact that incumbent senators get elected over and over and over and over again, no matter how good or bad they do in the job until they are so old they have no idea what's going on way past the point of productivity just because they're the incumbent john mccain arguably has been at that point for a while and the idea of reelecting an almost 90 year old guy for a six-year term i think is unwise Strom Thurmond, that didn't have any clue where he was the last couple of years of his service in the Senate, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's unhealthy. I think it's bad for democracy. I will continue to mock it. I am very sorry that uh, John McCain, uh, national hero, has brain cancer. It's awful. No, it's
0: nice. you threw in a little sympathy there at the end boy,
3: attacking the man. Oh, boy.
0: Okay, so Donald Trump does this long interview with the New York Times, which uh, he gets into some stuff that is going to end up being uh, part of the legal world, part of the Russia investigation, part of the you said this during your blah, blah, blah. New York Times uh, interviewers, there were two of them there, were shocked that Trump was just alone. There was an aide there, but no lawyers, no nothing else, and he, he was Freewheeling as he always is with all this sort of stuff. Which is one of the reasons he got elected. It's one of the things people really like about him. Absolutely. he is is In contrast
3: to what I was just describing. He is
0: not Hillary Clinton with eight lawyers and focus group people going over every answer. Uh, He just just talks. He's not the permanent political establishment. Here's some of the non-important stuff, though, that I thought was pretty entertaining. Not the, uh, I hate Jeff Sessions, my attorney general, (laughs) for instance. Uh, So they're talking about his trip to France. Uh, so, uh, Manuel Marcon calls me up and says, I'd love to have you there and uh, honor you in France, having to do with Bastille day. Plus it's the hundredth year of the first world war. That's big. And I said, yes, I mean, I have a great relationship with him. He's a great guy. He was very deferential to you. He's a great guy. Smart, strong, loves holding my hand. I've noticed what people don't realize he loves holding my hand and that's good as far as that goes. I mean, he's a very good person. He's a tough guy. But look, he has to be. I think he's going to be a terrific president of France. But he does love holding my hand. (laughs) 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 Which is funny. Wow. (coughs) Wow. Then they go on. At that note, uh, uh, the cameras are gone. I was standing there with him, with probably hundreds of thousands of people. It was very crowded, wasn't it, Mr. Trump? And it was one of the most beautiful parades I've ever seen. In fact, we should do one way down Pennsylvania Avenue. I wondered if you were going to say that. I've always thought of that. Really? I've always thought of that. I thought of doing that long before. But the Bastille Day Parade was, now that was super duper. I mean, there was very, very much more than normal. They must have had 200 planes over our heads. Normally, you go to a parade, they have planes, and that's like, that's it? Like the Super Bowl Parade, and everyone goes crazy, and that's it? That's happened before. You know what else was nice? It was limited, you know? It was two hours, and the parade ended. It didn't go a whole day. They didn't go crazy. You want to? It's not one of those deals where you want to leave or you have to leave. I didn't want to leave. It was so good. (laughs) The way he goes on with stuff like this this is amazing. These things, they go on all day. It was a two-hour parade. They had so many different zones. Maybe 100,000 different uniforms, different divisions, different bands. Then we had the retired, the older ones who were badly injured. still talking about the parade. Yep. The whole thing, it was an incredible thing. And you're looking at the arc. So we're standing in the most beautiful buildings, and we're looking down the road, and like three miles in, and then you had the ark, and then you have these soldiers, and everyone was so proud. It was a beautiful thing. I was glad I did it. People were surprised because I'd just come back from Hamburg. So I was back for three days, and I had to go out again. But when Mr. Macron invited me, he and I have a very good relationship. I have a very good—this is all one answer to to no question, by the way. He's just going. I mean, they just brought up his foreign trip. Right. So he's still going. I have a very good relationship with Merkel. Do you know what happened with Merkel? So I'm sitting in the chair. We've been sitting there for two hours. So it's not like nice to see you. So the press comes in. So I guess I'm someone screamed out, shake her hand, shake her hand. I didn't even hear it. So I didn't shake her hand because I'd been with her for so long. I'd been with her for a long period of time. So I didn't shake her. The next day, Trump refuses to shake hand.
3: She wow, actually- that is a really good insight. I mean, it's weird how he got there, but that's interesting. It is, but it shows you how
0: much time he spends watching MSNBC and the things people are criticizing and then feels like he's got to have a response to it.
3: Getting hurt by Rachel Maddow. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's both. There you go. The classic Armstrong and Getty both are true. He shouldn't (laughs) spend a single second worrying about that sort of thing. No. And that does show you how the fake news gets pumped up.
0: So he talks about dinner at the Eiffel Tower. It was fantastic. Big celebration. Man, they really know how to do a celebration. You must have been tired at that point. Yeah, it was beautiful. We toured the museum, went to Napoleon's tomb. Well, Napoleon finished a bit bad. This is Trump still. But, well, Napoleon finished a bit bad, but I asked that. So I asked the president, so what about Napoleon? (laughs) So he says the first of France. So what about Napoleon? You know what? Nobody ever brings up
4: Napoleon. <laughs> I would say this is maybe it's the lack of a camera that he because usually he's lively and energetic in an interview. But is it the lack of a camera? But now I'm thinking this is just him when he when he's doing his campaign events.
0: This is him always, yes. I think. Yeah. I think this is him at dinner. I think this is him in a boardroom meeting. This is him in front of 40,000 people running for president. This is him with the New York Times. It's a salesman
4: technique.
3: You just keep talking. Yeah, he judges the quality of conversations, it seems, by how much he talked. Well, yeah, but it is a, it is a salesman thing. You just keep talking and talking. And if it seems to be going your way and you can get the answer you, out, or you want out of somebody, you let them talk. If not, you just keep talking. But when he sits down with Lester Holt... And, and there are cameras there.
4: I mean, he's 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 buoyant, but he's not like rambly
0: <laughs> So, uh, so I so not I, by his
3: own standards. So I, no. say,
0: so I say to the president, so what about Napoleon? He says, no, no, no. What he did was incredible. He designed Paris, the street grid, the way they work, though, you know, the spokes. He did so many things even beyond. And his problem <laughs> is he didn't go to Russia that night because he had extracurricular activities and they froze to death. How many times has Russia been saved by the weather? Same thing happened to Hitler. Not for the same reason, though. Hitler wanted to consult. So,
3: wow. Stream of consciousness and like crazy consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something. His staff needs
0: to get him a gong. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, he made a trance. He, he brings up Napoleon in his mind. So, in the, in the president of France talks about how Napoleon designed the city and then. Trump in his mind immediately goes to Napoleon and the invasion of Russia without saying he switched
3: to that topic, right? And then suddenly we're on Hitler. What's interesting is it's never the thoughts are never brought to any sort of completion; just flits from thought to thought. Yeah,
0: it's it's interesting um, the way he does that. Here's one uh, funny part. I thought they're talking about the uh, the dinner. Um, this is the G20 recently. I was sitting next to the wife of Prime Minister Abe of Japan, who I think is a terrific guy. and She's a terrific woman, but woman, but she doesn't speak English, like nothing, right? Like zero, like not hello. Trump says that must make for <laughs> that must make for an awkward setting. Mm. yeah, because uh, yeah, it was an hour, hour forty-five. That's pretty funny. Trump yeah. says, like not hello. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's great. You know, I I, I can oh my hear. God. Uh, I I have the gift of being able to look through the radio into people's souls, which is really handy. And and I know some of y'all's are thinking, "Yep, that Trump's an idiot." Um, but I've known a handful of people and known of a handful more people who are super successful, like think big, visionary types, and their minds will flit like this, and they will turn to their lieutenant. Whether it's you know uh, some of Bill Gates people or um, or uh, Steve Jobs people or Elon Musk or whatever or or Donald Jr. and say to them, we ought to look into building a building a golf club on Ant- Antarctica. I mean, a lot of people go there. It'd be only six months a year. A lot of penguins. Boy, I love penguins. Penguins are great. The way they waddle around. And did you know they're flightless? And then he's on. But he tasked Donald Jr. research a golf club and on Antarctica, which could be a a mind-blowingly great idea, but because of the way his mind works, he's off and running, which is why guys like that have like super capable, focused people to then execute the ideas. So I I think he's a strange ranger. I'm not a Trumpkin, Um, but some of the knee-jerk criticism, I think, is out of place.
0: The, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, because the T word, man, it just sucks you in, and you spend all your time on it. The way the story of him talking to Putin at that dinner was handled in the media yesterday was awful. It was inexcusable. Absolutely awful. It was truly
3: fake news. It
0: was absolutely 100% fake news. Secret meeting all morning long until you found out later in the day, it was in front of it turns out, like, 40 to
3: 60 people, if you, include, if you include everybody in yeah, the room, Yeah, uh, that's not much of a secret meeting. It was a huge dinner, so, and he just went over and sat and chatted with the to guy. To
0: call it a secret meeting is really going out of your way to make something out of nothing.
3: Now, do you want to make the argument, well... Uh, Trump and Putin talking together is of significance. It's news, etc. I would agree with you. Sure. And you can certainly you ask him, hey, what would a... you all talk about or whatever. But You don't get to call it a secret meeting. Or though. an undisclosed meeting or something like that. It was at a dinner and he wandered over and said, Vlad, what's up with you? I mean, come on. But again, every media outlet, I- except this one, <laughs> is in a desperate, like starving dog desperate uh, plea to get you to tune in. I'd love to have the opportunity someday to sit down So they and, trump everything up, they whip everything up.
0: Sorry. I'd, I'd love to have dinner with him someday. I'm sure I won't, but I'd just love to hear him. i just sit there and watch him go from topic to topic to topic yeah. like that. And the next thing you know, you're talking about Hitler's troops freezing in Russia. How did we get here?
3: I'm not a fan of Hitler. Is this lo-fi pop sensations Radio <laughs> Macbeth, Michael? <laughs> uh, yeah. The Toast of Portland? So
0: are you getting part of the the T-shirt sales, or how does that work?
3: I get all the T-shirt sales (laughs) because I'm having them printed. (laughs) Awesome. We're we're in commercials now, right?
0: Is my mic off? I had something good I wanted to tell you I had coming up. What is it? The Tyrannosaurus Rex has become less scary. That's going to be a disappointment to my children. Oh, Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: <laughs> Lots of special events taking place in honor of Comic-Con. Yesterday at the San Diego Library, there was a Quidditch tournament. Yes, yes, and trust me, when a bunch of adults get together to play Quidditch, there are no winners. I <laughs> like that there were people, I'm sorry, I, there was a whole section that was so happy. <laughs> Conan likes Quidditch! Right. Why would he say it?
0: I don't know what that is. It's a Harry Potter game. Okay. You don't know what Quidditch is. I've never heard the word in my life. Very sad. Very sad. Um, it's like
3: hockey played on flying brooms. It's like it's like listening to somebody say, how many goals did the baseball team score? I, I just know. I don't know what culture you live in.
0: And we're going to start the Harry Potter stuff this summer, we're thinking on
3: it. Ah, here's a tip for you. Talk to my brother about this. My brother and his wife and their two beautiful daughters visited with us for a week. It's fantastic. And we asked them about the Harry Potter thing, because their, their kids are voracious. They're voracious. For... They started... But starting with the third one, they get a little scarier and mm. more serious. And and it's been thrown out there, and it's a uh, loose guideline, but if your kids are about the age of Harry, it's fine. But when Harry and his friends get a few years older than your kids, because the things get more mature. How old
0: is Harry Potter in the first book?
3: It's not, not 27. 27. Very... <laughs> No, so he's, he's 27 and living a wild life. <laughs> you know what? I don't remember specifically, but it's like uh, single digits, eight, nine, okay. ten, something like that. It's fine. The first two books are fine. They're a little scary, but they're fine. The third one starts to get more, more mature. Yeah,
0: I got one kid that can't do scary, so.
3: Yeah. Um, And Conan's
0: in San Diego doing his show?
3: Correct. Yeah. All week? How'd I miss that? Cool. I see Big Red walking down the street. Conan! That's what I'd say <laughs> if I saw him. Conan!
0: <laughs> so the I th- we i think we hit the highlights yesterday they got this list out of the most most and least stressed stressed cities in america we are not broadcasting in uh in, in very stressed cities i'll tell you that mm. it's, it's, it's good to know and Most I'm glad most of your high stressed cities are, everybody are, chill out there are your northeast and south for some reason well you get cleveland i guess they call that the midwest newark Detroit, Cleveland, Jackson, Mississippi, Miami, Florida, Birmingham, Alabama, Rochester, New York, Augusta, Georgia, Shreveport, Louisiana. In there at number seven, San Bernardino, California. Oh, boy.
3: But uh, so Hot, I, dusty, stressed
0: San Bernardino. I found that mildly interesting. It's when you got down to the individual lists where they break it down. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, Highest average weekly work hours. Where do they spend the most hours working? <sighs> Fayetteville, North Carolina, Anchorage, Alaska, Plano, Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas, Irving, Texas. Are those all oil places? Eh, I don't know about North Carolina, but part. the Texas, uh, the those other ones might be oil. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. Lowest job security. City with the lowest job security. Um, your top five, Bakersfield, New Orleans, Tulsa, Corpus
3: Christi, and Shreveport. You're going too fast with these cities. I don't have time to like contemplate the city and think, mm. oh, Shreveport, interesting. It's just way well, too Well, there's fast. way too many lists to go slow. So, well, you're so just going to have to hold better? on. What's, what's better? You're going to have to do, buckle up. Maybe you should only do part of the list thoroughly.
4: It might be a good idea. I hate it when mom and dad fight.
3: <laughs> so, that was lowest job security. How about highest? I how they base that. That's how about interesting.
0: Highest median credit score. It's an interesting thing.
3: Okay. So, that would make you less stressed, right? If your credit score is healthy. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Your highest credit scores will be found in Fremont, California. Oh, Fremont, California. Er Uh, settled by Daniel Fremont in the year 1840. (laughs) This is how slow you want to go. Okay, I (laughs) got
0: you. Irvine, California. San Francisco, California. Overland Park, Kansas. And Honolulu, Hawaii.
3: Overland Park, Kansas, that's a, a lovely tony suburb of Kansas City. I'm just right. trying to think the commonality. There are probably places you have to have a lot of money to live there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I'm trying to g- create a theme here with
0: those. Ah, sorry. Did I give it away? No. Least affordable housing, San Francisco, California, Oakland, California, very close to Fremont, Los Angeles, California, Long Beach, California, Glendale, California, and New York. So a lot of your highest credit scores and most affordable housing uh, or our least affordable housing are the same. Right. Also, you're... So rich
3: people live there. Yeah. yeah. And they're less stressed than the poor people. Yes. As it turns out. Yeah. So are you trying to say it's better to be rich than poor?
0: I, well, the, from from a stress standpoint, it certainly seems to be that.
4: That goes contrary to the uh, the lessons taught by rhythmic American pope Poet, notorious B.I.G. Mo money, mo problems. Mm, interesting. Runs counter to his
0: thinking. Yeah, yeah. Lowest crime rate. Oh,
4: he's dead. <laughs> he is dead.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Good point. Lowest crime rate: Glendale, Santa Clarita, Irvine. Cal- oh, those are all California. Then Gilbert, Arizona, and uh, and and, an, and another one. But so you got several of the same highest credit score top five, with the lowest crime rate top five, with the highest cost of living top five. That's not surprising to anybody, right? Right. It's a really expensive to own a home here. You'd have to have a, a good credit score to own a home. Exactly. And, and there's not much crime, because we're sure. not going to put up with it because we have Because we don't carry also. much
3: cash, because we all have really good credit. <laughs> On the other hand, my polo <laughs> pony has sprained its fetlock, so there is stress here.
0: Yeah. I just think it's interesting the way they all, those things all fit together. Now, sure. you might think that that's a Awful incoming equality thing that needs to be fixed somehow. I don't know, but
3: I just want on the gravy train. It used to be Jack that in America we saw success and wanted to emulate it. Now we want to destroy it because we're we're bitter, bitter socialists. Here's the plan. Make a lot of money, move to a really nice place, and have no problems. That is <laughs> I mean, you have to have a plan for your life. <laughs> Writing all this down. <laughs> right. Good. I really ought to publish a book. Step one, have no problems. Am that's I doing this not, right? No, like, that's step three, nah, you idiot. It's, it's like
0: it. uh, Steve Martin's old bit. How to become a millionaire. <laughs> Number one, get a million dollars. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, highest crime rate
3: in the entire country, St. Louis Mo. Oh, wow. man. God forsaken. And that's, wow, interesting. Followed by, oh, is is it, it must be Metro, go on, I'm sorry.
0: Followed by Birmingham, Birmingham, Springfield, Memphis, and Little Rock. Springfield where? Missouri. Oh, wow. Wow. Missouri, crime-infested Missouri. I'll do one more that I think is kind of fun. Lowest average hours of sleep per night. I'll bet if you thought about it for a little bit, you could think of... What city they get the
3: least <laughs> amount of sleep? Wait, uh, the top five is pretty interesting. Let me guess. Can I, if I would like to, gamble in the number one city? You can gamble in the number
0: one city, the number two city, and the number three city. Wow! Actually, and the number four city, and I don't know about number five. Maybe number five. Hit us. Least hours of sleep per night in Las Vegas. Yeah, no kidding. Second lease in Henderson, which is a miniature Las Vegas. <laughs> And the third least amount of sleep, North Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: my God. Isn't that oh, that's amazing? funny. That is funny. That
0: is funny. There you go. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
2: Well, hey, Jeff Sessions responding to Trump's rebukes. A lot of schools rethinking the value of homework and making changes. And O.J. prosecutor Chris Darden weighing in on probation for the juice. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I got to admit, I want to hear what Darden has to say.
0: Oh heck yeah, yeah! Then he's gonna try to kiss Marsha Clark. Oh, easy! Now. She's gonna rebuff re- his uh, advances. Wow. wow, it's not the way I remember it. <laughs> Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, people who live in Vegas don't sleep very much? I mean, I don't sleep very much when I'm in Vegas, or didn't back in the day, but uh, people who live there don't sleep very much? I wonder if, like, they move there and try to keep up for a while, they get swept up in the whole thing. I've only known one couple, family that lived in Vegas, and they said they and all their friends... (coughs) nobody goes to the strip I right? mean right. it's just like if you have relatives come to town obviously you do but other than that
3: you just it's its as if it doesn't exist yeah I live six seven minutes from a big Indian casino a really nice one I i, I never go almost never go Marshall mm. does but he's a degenerate gambler no <laughs> no offense Marshall right I wonder None if there's any taken. correlation to like yeah. what the, the
4: percentage of you know midnight to 6 a.m. shifts are available for working in Vegas, too. I wonder if that had an impact on it.
3: Coming up, Seattle looks to pour yet more money into another failed bike-sharing scheme. Why not just offer unicorn rides? We'll uh, see if we can touch on that. And what was the problem with the last bike-sharing scheme? Well, there are all sorts of bike-sharing schemes that have gone south, but one of them is people steal the bikes. Yes, no way. The (laughs) the other problem is that people just don't want to ride their bike. They just walk.
2: News now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions says he plans to stay on the job to implement President Trump's priorities. I have uh, the honor of serving as attorney general. We love this job. We love this department. And I plan to continue to do so as long as
3: uh, that is appropriate. I think, isn't that how all of us approach our jobs? (laughs) We'll continue to do it as long as it's appropriate. This after President Trump... Joe, told, we've closed the sporting goods store. We have no stock. Stop showing up and trying to sell people's shoes. That would be inappropriate.
2: All this after President Trump had told the New York Times he never would have picked Sessions if he knew the former senator was going to recuse himself from the Russian investigation. Also during that Times interview, Trump offered some more details about his second meeting with Russian President Putin at the recent G20 summit. He said, you know, it was not a long conversation. It was during dessert after the dinner, maybe just 15 minutes, just some pleasantries. Trump adding, and I actually talked about Russian adoption with him, which is interesting because that was a part of the conversation that Don had with this meeting. Adoption, exactly. That is what his son Donald Jr. initially said was the topic of that meeting last year with a Russian attorney in New York. Why did he bring and that And he had up? the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. <laughs> the Washington Post is reporting that President Trump has decided to end the years-long secret CIA program to arm and train moderate Syrian rebels fighting President Assad's forces. Russia had long pushed the U.S. That was
0: one of John McCain's great plans, by the way. Uh, I like John McCain a lot, a lot of things he done, but mm-hmm. he and Lindsey Graham have a, uh, I think, a out-of-whack view of our ability to affect various problems in the world, and one of the plans was arming these various Syrian groups. How the hell do he
3: decide who was on our side and yep. have any effect, et cetera, et cetera? Old John and Lindsey seem to have a lot of enthusiasm for trying to straighten out third-world hell holes. Yeah.
2: Well, Russia Not a L-
3: great track record, either.
2: Russia had long pushed the U.S. to end the program, which it saw as attacking its interests with ally Syria, and the Post cited officials as saying that agreeing to do so reflects Donald Trump's interest in finding ways to work with Moscow. We got a lot of debates surrounding the value of traditional homework, and now one Florida school district is replacing it with reading. The new policy takes effect when students get back to school in Marion County next month, and will require students only those in grade 6 or lower, to read for 20 minutes a day rather than do traditional homework. Superintendent for the district telling the Washpo she made the policy decision based on research showing that reading will boost academic performance in younger students while traditional homework does not. They
3: uh, heaped grueling amounts of homework on kids during the early part of the uh, 2000s. The trend was in the other direction. There are um, and just way too much. There are all kinds of studies showing
0: no benefit to that. Mm-hmm. There's yet to be a study showing that this big homework boom is, 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 does anybody any good. Oh, Jason. I uh, hope it's over before my kids get any further. My, although my son had a fair amount of homework as a kindergarten, zero as a first grader, fair amount as a kindergartner oh, for no some reason. Guy. The yeah. current model. Of education seems to put so
4: much of an emphasis on memory when at least in my opinion it should be more about trying to spark curiosity in people and getting them out to go seek their own information as opposed to teaching the answers to the upcoming tests
3: right which is what good teachers do they 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 teach a love of learning as much as they teach information but if you are going to hold teachers to standards based on standardized tests You're going to have people teach to test. Well,
0: the memorization of things is an interesting question when it comes to learning. Because there are all kinds of things that I had memorized at various points in my life that are as gone as gone can be. I mean, And so was there any benefit to it at all to have memorized, for instance, the entire periodic table, which I had through college? Was there any
3: benefit to that at all? Uh, uh, Some would argue, yes, you have retained... All the ideas therein.
4: If you were to know. need to memorize something else, you now have, you know, a formula to do that. You know, it's it's possible. I'm just throwing out some possible I'm thinking, arguments for it. I'm but. thinking
0: referencing, just this example and many others you could apply. I'm thinking just referencing right. a printed periodic table and applying what I've learned would work fine without memorizing that, which I will forget. Well, I think this segment has too much boron in it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, so let's keep moving. You can apply that to all <laughs> the kinds of different stuff. Um, that's a little little element joke for you. Was there any point in memorizing all those things you memorized at various grades? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm thinking no, maybe. (laughs) I'm thinking almost certainly no.
2: O.J. Simpson's going to be making the case uh, for his release from prison this morning. A 70-year-old former football star has been serving a 33-year-old sentence for an armed robbery involving sports memorabilia. Simpson's going to be asking the Nevada parole officers to release him in October. It's going to start... 10 o'clock this morning, West Coast time. Now, a lot of legal legal experts say he's really got a very good chance of becoming a free man after his parole hearing. One of those weighing in is the former Simpson prosecutor, Christopher Darden, who wishes the members of the parole board would consider the murders of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman today. I'm, I'm sure these are people who believe in law and who believe in justice. And, you know, justice ain't, you know, killing two people, butchering two people and getting away with it.
3: Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. He was not convicted, however. Hey, Blonde Floozies, he's back on the loose. Oh, boy. Blonde Floozies want to be dead. Uh, You know, it's funny. If you can put that whole, uh, you know, the murders that he did out of your mind and just picture a fat old football star who showed up with a couple of morons to get some memorabilia back. And it went south, and there was guns, and but nobody got hurt, and all. all right. If you just look at it in the absence of the killings that he clearly did, yeah, they gotta let him out. They absolutely have to let him out. That's wrapped. at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the
0: Voice of the West. We've talked about this before. Is there any reason to memorize state capitals? Give me one good reason to memorize state capitals. So you know them, so you can what? D- d- lobby the governor. <laughs> Everybody had to do it numerous times throughout school. Give me one good reason that that is necessary.
3: When will Alabama fall in the line? you got to know where to go in Alabama. What, are you going to go to Tuscaloosa because you like the name? No. you got to go to the capital. Alabama City.
0: (laughs) No reason for that, and there are many examples in my opinion. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. of society and the law has not caught up with modern social media. And we got to rethink the way we look at some things. I have another example of that coming up. A kid got suspended for college for something that went viral that I just think is going to happen in the modern social
3: media world. Uh, yeah, yeah. That reminds me I got to check out your uh, your hot new Instagram account. Uh, is it pug and goats or Think it's pug and goats. Do you want to give out the actual?
0: I don't know. Do I, or is it a bad idea? I have no idea.
3: <laughs> Society's not the only thing that hasn't caught up with social media. <laughs>
0: okay, <clears throat> is it pug and goats?
3: Yeah, it's pug and goats. That's the handle. Well,
0: that's, uh, that's who good. could resist. That's a um, cute pug, though, isn't it? <clears throat> Man, and this is before its eyes have popped out of its head. Though, if that ever really? happens, it won't be so
3: cute. <laughs> So uh the uh the the visionaries, progressive visionaries of Seattle are gonna try yet another bike sharing scheme. Um there were a couple that tried and failed. Um there was the one, the pronto bikes with the docks. You you've seen these in various cities. Um you got these like weird docks that hold a bike and you enter your password or whatever, and you grab a bike and you use it for a while and you return it and
0: Everybody I know who's into commuting by bikes has a bike and is really into their bike and the kind of bike yeah. they have and that sort of thing. So yeah. it has to be somebody that wants <clears throat> to commute by bike and and wants to use probably a crappier bike than they have.
3: Yeah. Well, and or you find yourself somewhere and suddenly need to be somewhere else in a hurry. You know what I'd like to you do wanna... right now? <laughs> you know what I feel like doing right now? What's that? Riding a damn bike. Well, right. You'd need to be that guy, or you need to be across town all of a sudden, and you don't have any Uber or something like that. I have a sudden urge to tuck my slacks into my
4: socks (laughs) right,
3: (laughs) and commute in rush hour traffic on a two-wheeled, non-protected vehicle. So you got your Pronto Cycle Sharing program that launched in 2014 in Seattle. I remember that. Um Became a money pit that never really gained the popularity it needed. It peaked at three thousand members, quickly falling off to eighteen hundred. Then the city bought out the failing program and ultimately poured two point two million dollars into it before it went away. That's Yet a lot of money. Another beautiful use of the money of the taxpayers of Seattle. That's a lot of money. Um, so then they're gonna they're gonna try a new program. There are a couple of aspects of it I'd like to highlight for you. Number one, they're not gonna go with the doc. Program, where you know you can look at a map and see that there oh there's a dock there by the uh, by the metro station or the, the the transit station oh there's a dock there by the Amazon uh, buildings there and no they're going to be free floating bikes so you're going to trade the inconvenience of knowing where to find the bikes for the freedom of just having to come across one somewhere apparently so. That urge to ride a bike, which so often comes upon us, which we were discussing a moment ago, <laughs> then you're going to have to wander around till you trip over one, I guess. It just popped and in. And that's the new concept. It
0: just popped into my head. One of the big things with if you buy a bike, like if you buy a real bike, is sizing it for you, mm-hmm. having the right size <clears throat> and then adjusting it once you have the right size. How do these work? Do, do I get on the same bike as that five
3: foot, two inch woman? I think the seat is probably adjustable, which helps. I mean, if I had to ride eight blocks, for instance, I could lift up the seat and be uh, fine. I wouldn't want to ride it every day, though. It would just be exhausting and bad for your joints, but yeah, you could get away that with it. That
0: seems like the flaw with this thing to me. If you're going to do it regularly, you're either a person that's going to commute on a bike regularly or not. If you're going to commute regularly, you buy a nice bike. It's your bike, your size, your cool gear. There's a lot of, they probably, maybe they don't know this, but the bike world is huge about, I mean, oh, it's sure. a huge part of your personality,
3: what your bike what brand you have, what accessories you have. I mean, it's a big deal. But they don't want it just for commuting. It's, um, let's go out to eat. Um, We could go to X. Yeah, let's grab a bike and go there because it's I a little too far to walk. Take it ever, to the farmer's market. I am like never, exactly. ever, ever going to do that. Let's take our bike share to the farm to fork place. We all love so much. I, I mean, that's what they're shooting for. And I maybe like- take it off some sweet jumps. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Catch I like some mad air. <laughs> I like bike riding and I ride bikes with my kids nearly every day and everything like that. I've never ridden a bike in a big in a big
3: city in big city traffic. I've never done it and I'd be afraid to. So, they're just going to have like 5,000 free floating bicycles laying around. And you grab one, and if you're a member, you ride it? Or I, does it unlock you're with gonna a car? You're going have or, some... it, I, Oh, oh, if you're not a member and you're seen riding one, they'll shoot you on sight. That's the policy. No,
0: there are going to be several thousand frames of these bikes <laughs> lying around with no seats, handlebars, or wheels. Yeah. Which are, for some reason, the only part you can make any money off of, I guess. A
3: thriving market on eBay. Um, the other aspect of this program I really wanted to highlight is... Um, well this is from I think there's this hey, the Bike uh, People Seattle Times no it's Cairo
0: I okay. uh, might not even be Bike People behind this Stop trying to force us non-bike riders into riding bikes just quit we're not going to. You're either into it or you're not. And if you're not, you're not. It, it, it's very much like uh, carpooling.
3: It makes me sweaty, and I have enormous testicles. so It's really <laughs> it's uncomfortable.
0: They've been trying to force for 40 years people into carpooling.
3: Right. You're either the sort of person that's going to do it or you're not. Well, study after study has shown that the diamond lanes, the uh, carpool lanes, do nothing to relieve congestion and next to nothing to... In- encourage carpooling but we keep them cuz it's virtue signaling. I didn't even get to the regulations of the new program in which you're required to wear a helmet but the bike sharing folks are not going to provide you with a helmet but they okay. do have to inform okay. you that you're required to have a helmet. So I, I have- am invincible. <laughs>
0: Invincible! That's right. So I have to spontaneously decide I want to ride a bike. Correct.
3: Whilst carrying a bike helmet. And then wander across one which are scattered (laughs) randomly throughout the city. I think it'll work great. (laughs) It should. It's a sure winner. I wish I could invest (laughs) in this. Again, why not just unicorn rides? (laughs) Put up the signs. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.